by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Welcome in to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Janet Millick is with us from Wyoming Game and Fish Department. Janet, it's been a fast summer. Have you been able to get out and do any fishing or scouting or anything yet? Way to rub it in, Drew. I I really (laughs) like it when you point out the number of times that I've been on a boat this summer. It has been just one of those years. And, And as we were just talking about, I think the older we get, the faster the earth must spin. And um, I just can't believe that that the summer is winding down as quickly as it is. I can remember my dad talking when I was in high school saying, take in every opportunity that you can, because the next thing you know, you're in your mid 40s and, you know, death is on the doorstep, you know, and this midlife crisis is about to happen. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I know. It's it's just it's so crazy. But I'll tell you that. I've been able to head out um, with, you know, my schedule and everything. It, it It's great because I can go out afternoons and, and fish or, or scout. And I went to Area 7 and took a buddy down that's going to hunt down there, and we found the Mecca of Elk. <gasps> it, I'm so happy for you. 70, can you tell me where that is? 75 to 100 elk. Just <laughs> laying around, chilling. I mean, I could have, I could have walked up and like rubbed them on the back. They, I like, we could get that close. They were so. Well, Drew, it's because it's not October fifteenth. Yeah, right. Reminds you that they can read the calendar, and and on that date they will completely disappear, and you will hike for miles and miles and miles, and then they might wave at you from a distance, but that becomes definitely a challenge as we get closer to the season. You know, speaking of the season, that those dates you just mentioned, October the 15th, could change every year because of the way that the regulations in Wyoming change at Game and & Fish, and over the last couple of years, it's been really uh, a concerning factor for some people because prior to 2020, people were used to having those regulations in their hands, and then it all changed. That's right. So, Drew, just as a reminder to our listeners, the Wyoming Game and Fish Department has a year-round season-setting process. So, we look at what we, you know, regulations, the number of licenses that we're going to issue, you know, the health of the herd, um, the area boundaries, everything. We're always considering what is going on in those areas. And so, one of the things that that is really important is that people recognize that, right? It's not something that is set in stone. And it's not something that is going to be the same from year to year. And so we have always sent out to everyone the big game, you know, antelope, deer and elk brochure. And so people have been used to getting that in the mail, like you mentioned prior to COVID, those sorts of things here. It would come with every license that you were issued um, a grand book that had all of your dates, everything that you needed to know, your area boundaries. And then, as we know, this pandemic hit and, and these, you know, things that these new words that we would learn, like supply chain, came into effect. And oddly enough, here we are in 2023 and the supply chain is still affected 
affecting us in the printing world. And so um, last year was was pretty difficult for us to even find enough paper to print regulations. And this year we're just kind of um, moving forward with a lower number of regulations printed and coming up with really fun, new, inventive ways for our hunters to find the regulations online and use them and download them and have them digitally so that, you know, it's it's right there and accessible for you. But we're also not forgetting about everybody who loves that big packet like I do. So the way that the license uh, application process now is, it's all done online. You you have to do that online. And, and there's assistance at any game and fish office to help you do that. And that really is the same way when it comes to the regulation booklets. You can download those right to your phone and have them with you, uh, or you can print them off yourself or come in and see you. That's exactly right. So I want um, to walk through where you can get those on the website, Drew, because it can be a challenge. And I just learned about this fantastic location on our website earlier this week when um, the gentleman who writes our regulations, Mr. Mike Choma, came in and had a conversation with me. And I was like, oh, Mike, that's brilliant. Thank you for actually doing that. But I couldn't find it. So on our homepage, if you scroll down just midway, there's a little tiny pink bar that says view, print or save regulation brochure. It is really great. And if you click on that, that will take you to all the active regulations in Game and Fish in a brochure format that you can view, print, or save. So it's really great. It's it's a wonderful way to, you know, um, in my household, we have enough hunters that we only need one of those brochures. We don't need to have as many. So it's a wonderful way for us to help conserve and save money. Um, on printing and all of those those fantastic things that come up. But like I said, I am still one of those people who needs to have that brochure. And we just welcome anybody who is like me to either come to the Game and Fish office in any regional office that might be around. And as a reminder, we have eight regional offices as well as headquarters in Cheyenne that you can get these from. But the easier way is to pick up the phone and call your regional office and we'll drop it in the mail to you and send it. So it's not a big deal. We have lots of them printed up um, that are just available here. We're just not mailing them out. And and so we want people to know that they still need to have that. Your 2022 regulation brochure is not going to get you through this year, Um, particularly this year. We did have lots of changes, um, you know, with with the winter that we did have um, several lengths of seasons were changed. Um, Starting dates, opening day is different in in many areas. And so while your place may not change that, you know, you want to make sure that uh, the area next to you maybe did and you want to know like i don't want to be here on opening day for that season so i want to be here when that one's closed whatever your reasoning might be the regulations you mentioned that this is a year-round process so the regulation meetings don't end when the you know the license process starts there's actually a regulations meeting that happens in september that you know, the it'll, they'll continue to be updated throughout the year. Um, when you go to take your driver's license test, those regulations never change. The speed limit is always the same. The lane you drive in is always the same. But as we, we try to stress with game and fish, because of the way that the herds 
they expand or they they shrink. We have bad winters. We have good winters. It's a dry summer. These all have to to change. And we don't even stop there when it comes to the regulations that you can download because you can get the watercraft, you can get all the hunting, all of the fur bearing, uh, trapping uh, season kind of regulations. So it really is worth your time and energy to just spend a few minutes on the website and download all those. It really is. And, you know, there's a way that you can view them that you just flip through it like it's a book online. So it's not something that you have to scroll through 75 pages, you know, down a really long web page. You get to click through the pages. It's exactly the same images and everything that you would be seeing if we printed it and sent it out to you, which, again, we will absolutely do. Um, just give us a call and, and we'll get that in the mail. But um, it, it really, you know, this as as technology continues to increase, it really is a, a fantastic option for a lot of those folks who like to have that on them. It's a much smaller version. They always carry their phone anyway in their back pocket. And so here you go. You can have your phone. You can take your pictures. You can have your regulations, everything right there with you. Yeah, and and I'm just kind of flipping through right now. It really is a cool way to be able to do that. And you do that on your phone, and you can also just turn it sideways. And it's like reading a book on your phone where you have all those if you have questions. You know, we have talked with Brian Olson before how uh, some of the bird seasons that will be coming up here very soon. Also, those, you know, flyaways and those uh, regulations change every year too. So. You want to make sure that you have everything under control. Absolutely. And the great thing about this page that I just learned about that I'm I'm referring people to is it has all of the active ones that are new right there. So you know that you're getting the the most recent information. You've got the fishing regulations. It's 2023. You know, how many of us, like I said, still carry around the 2022 because it was in the glove box of the boat. But let's make sure that that we're checking those and making sure that everything is there. But it's got, you know, um, upcoming um, black bear hunting seasons. It's got all your fur bearings, um, information, upland game bird. And, you know, a lot of these regulations, like you mentioned with, um, you know, the migratory birds are kind of through the federal um, agencies that manage some of those. And so we want to make sure that that people are aware of all of those as well. So it's it's a great place to go to have wonderful resources. I, I would really hate for someone to lose their animal or lose their harvest because they're out of their area or the area is not in season yet. And really just having these regulations, read it, read them, study on them, you know, study on your area and know is really a way that you can ensure a safe, healthy and happy hunting season. Absolutely. And just another reminder, something else that we did this year to maybe make it a little bit easier for folks is um, if you just drew an elk license, you can just download. Keep that in mind. That is available online. And uh, we do want everybody to have a safe and successful hunting season. And if anyone has any questions at any time, don't hesitate to call. We're always here to help and can guide you in the best direction possible. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. It's Drew and Brian at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And Brian, you and I were just kind of going over the regulations and the season openings that are approaching here. And within a week, we're going to be so slammed of different hunting seasons that 
you know, there's no excuse to not be out in the in the woods or somewhere. I don't even know what I'm gonna do between <laughs> between bird seasons that are opening up, dove season, some archery seasons, archery elk. I mean, my gosh, we got a lot going on. Yeah, and I'll tell you that you just got back from from Texas. You were down there for a show. You got to see a lot of the future of what the outdoor world has got, and and I know that you guys got here in the store just a full lineup of all the equipment that guys are going to need for all of these upcoming seasons. And now's the time to come in and get prepared. Yeah. You know, if, uh, if the weather holds out and we got some uh, nice weather leading up to September 1st, you know, that dove season opens up and we've got plenty of shotgun shells to take care of those guys. Uh, you know, later in the month, uh, we've got our duck seasons and goose seasons are opening up, I think towards the, you know, the end of the month. And, uh, and then if you're just archery guy and you're going to get it hit the field, I mean, between calls and scents and getting your bow tuned up and new sights and new rests and you name it, I mean, we're, we're full bore right now. We are. And, and you know, talking about some of the, the different seasons coming in, you mentioned dove. You mentioned duck at the end of September. Turkey season starts for the bow hunters at the 1st of September, too. So Yeah. I mean, really, we, we were kind of looking at that Game and Fish website, you know, and they've um, done a really good job with uh, putting those brochures right on the homepage now. Mm-hmm. So it was always kind of hard to figure out when the seasons were or where to even find the brochures. But now when you go to the Game and Fish uh, homepage, uh, you can look at, you know, whether it's antelope and deer or black bear or fur bears or watercraft after it's all the all of them are there you can download them right on your phone and you can make sure that uh you're, you're preparing for the right season so one thing that i've been doing a lot lately is slowly getting my stuff prepared for our elk hunt mm-hmm. which you know we're not going to the back country and walking in for six days and then camping for a month and whatever you know but we still got to be prepared and, and that's what i've slowly been doing and financially that can hit you pretty hard if you do it all at one time but that really is kind of the best part about Rocky Mountain Discount Sports is you can get everything you need for that pack right here. Yeah, and you can plan it out. And if, you know, if maybe we're, you know, selective on certain uh, packs that you're looking for and there's only one or two left, I mean, we do have a layaway program. So maybe you just need until it hit, until the next paycheck hits, uh, you know, throw a little bit of money on there. Let's put that pack in the back so nobody else walks away with your pack and uh, you pay it off when you need to. But, yeah, you're right. If you um, try to purchase all the, everything that you need right especially as a beginner hunt beginning right. hunter you know you might need a pack you might need a rangefinder you might need some optics you might need a new rifle scope you might need a rifle you know sh- uh, shells haven't gone down in price you know so uh, anything that you would need for sighting in for targets all that kind of stuff um, we've got it and so we, we do have some options and especially if you're like looking to kind of budget yourself out um, a lot of most things in the store we've got plenty of but as the season rolls in, you know, some guy's going to find that ammo that he hasn't been able to find for the last four years. And once he sees it on our shelf, he's going to buy everything he can. You know, we have talked about the archery season. And as I was walking in today, guys were bringing their bows in to get it tuned up. And, you know, that's kind of where we're at now with, with all of the archery equipment that you guys have in the store. Because, like you said, you've been really shipping out a bunch of the crossbows and bows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we... um 
been seeing a lot of guys just with uh, you know string replacements, but just simple accessories. You know, uh, if you haven't heard of the bow spider, you know it's a it's a packing system that you can basically put a, a, a clip on your bow that clips onto your backpack, so it gives your hands free. We got the trekking poles. I mean, basically now is the time to kind of just fine tune your pack and just be ready for that season to hit. You know, uh, so I've been thinking and, and planning this a little bit. You know, I have talked a couple of times about how your neighbor one time was walking up and down the stairs with his pack on. Right. I've done that a couple of times because hunting in the Midwest where I'm from and hunting out here is mm-hmm. different. Terrain is different. What you're carrying is a little bit different. And to walk around with your pack on, yeah, man, that's that's crazy. Yeah, then throw a rifle on top of that. You know, I mean, you got an extra six, eight, ten pounds, whatever it is you're carrying. I mean, it adds up, and it's not you know typically stuff that we're doing every day. You know, throughout yeah. the, throughout the year. So uh, to get to get into a little bit of shape, a little cardio, uh, doesn't hurt anybody. One thing we need to bring up and mention is if last year you bought your duck stamps and your licenses and everything you've got to re-up that because it goes for just a year to that yeah duck stamps are one of those uh, ones that's really kind of goofy because i believe they they're uh only good to like june 30th so if you had a you know you might have had got one that got you through the february goose and duck season uh, or maybe even to, yeah, I guess you don't need a duck stamp for pheasants, but uh, through those seasons, and then it expires in June, middle of summer. Who thinks about it? Right. Well, we just got duck stamps back in. Our price is the same as the post office. I think they're $25 for a duck stamp. Come in, get one, put it in your wallet, affix it to your, your uh, license, and then forget about it. You don't have to worry about it again until next June, but it's not something that gets purchased uh, like a license, like through the Game of Fish uh, terminal or portal. So, uh, make sure that you, you've got that duck stamp. Uh, I think you can order them online, but you know it's just as easy to stop in here, grab that physical stamp, and and, and uh, attach it right to your license. Yeah, and don't forget if you're taking your side by side out, you got to have the ORV stickers, you got to have the state passes, and and all of that too that you can get right here, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, when you're coming in and getting all the supplies. And you know if you are one of those guys that you know hike into the back country i mean camping gear and lightweight camping gear is really a good idea and you guys have got a great supply oh yeah you know the, the things like jet boil um mountain house uh, peak refuel all those uh freeze-dried meals and stuff like that uh good selection of all of that i think we carry every one of of the mountain house flavors that are available and then on the uh um jet boils you know make sure you got you know plenty of plenty of fuel to go with it um you know, that's that's one thing that uh, guy guy kind of forgets. You know, well, I still got a can. Well, maybe that can's not quite as full as you think. So, um, yeah, make sure that you, you've got all that kind of stuff, your your life straws, your water purifiers. Maybe maybe you're just using iodine tablets, um, water storage, that kind of stuff. Uh, we've got it, and now's the time to prep for it. And if you're heading back for an elk hunt or uh, deer hunts, you've got to have those game bags. And always a good idea to just stock up on a big old supply of those, too. Yeah, we've got a really good selection of game bags. And it seems like really a kind of a minute kind of item that you throw in a pack. You know, I mean, I used to just run those ones that kind of looked like lightweight tube socks. You just kind of rolled over the top of your animal. But I've kind of gone to uh, some some nicer, uh, heavier heavier yet lightweight uh, bags mm-hmm. and they're reusable so at the end of the season i just throw them in a bleach solution throw them in the washer and uh, clean them up and i got a, a reusable bag for each season so uh you know maybe you've been you know just using cheap bags but you know maybe you can save yourself a little bit by buying some you know higher quality better investment ones 
Well, get out here and check them out at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. All your hunting needs, and we still got fishing going on. Uh, we're going to talk in a little bit. You guys wrapped up the, the walleye stampede, but, I mean, fishing is just as strong now as it was at the beginning of the summer. Like I said, there's just way too much going on this time of year. I mean, it's it's a great, you know, we're starting to get some cooler weather, and it's actually enjoyable being out there. You're not getting the sun beating down on you as, as bad, and um uh, the season's going to be here, and uh, we might as well keep fishing while until we can't. Yeah, so come on in and check it out, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors, and we're back at what may be the busiest store in the entire Casper region right now because everybody's getting jammed up for hunting seasons. There's already guys that are out. Uh, archery season is kicking off uh, with September 1st for a lot of the elk. Mm-hmm. The antelope is already archery season, and fishing has been strong this year. Uh, I feel like in the past we maybe had some more downtimes of fishing where it was really slow at, at parts, but this year it just seems like it's been pretty cranking the whole time. Yeah, you know, I, again, I, depending on where you're at in the state and what type of fishing you're doing, I think, you know, we've talked that, you know, the, the guys on the river have been catching fish, but still kind of struggling with, you know, high water temperatures, water flow, uh, maybe some sediment buildup. Um, the reservoir guys, man, it's it's been pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes we're going to see, like, areas like Pathfinder with the new lake effect with that water being low last year and now we've got some new growth on the shorelines that's kind of good at creating some good minnow habitat and uh, bug habitat and uh, you know I think Pathfinder especially into this year and going into next year is going to be fantastic but even reservoirs like Glendo just just been solid all year long so yeah it's 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 been great season. And speaking of Pathfinder I think today is the day they're wrapping up the walleye league at Pathfinder so uh, that's kind of, you know, putting the clothes on the end of the summer, and you guys just right. finished up the walleye stampede. Yep. Our last uh, tournament was last weekend uh, down at uh, Boysen Reservoir, and it was it was a unique bite. I, um, I got the opportunity to, to pre-fish with one angler and kind of see how they dissect the lake and what, what their thoughts were on how, they, you know, how they're going to attack the, the actual tournament. And then during the event, we had an angler that um, his partner couldn't make it, missed a, missed a plane flight coming into town. Oh, no. And so uh, I, I jumped in the boat and just sat in the back of the boat and watched him fish and kind of kind of watched his thought process on, uh, you know, how long he's going to stay in a spot, where he's going to start, what presentation he's going to use. And um, that, that was that was a kind of a cool experience. So uh, we, we wrapped that up. Um, we had uh, some winners out of Colorado, uh, Greg Fritz and uh, – Rob uh, Sorensen, uh, they've been fishing together for 30 years, wow. and uh, they just uh, they just put it to the guys. They they they, they actually the second place team was only 13 hundredths uh, away, oh, wow. so it was it was kind of a nail biter there. But um, you know it, it was it was just a cool experience. Most of the guys were um, that were doing well were pulling cranks. Uh, the first day they were pulling them pretty shallow, uh, seven foot on the south end of the lake. And then a uh, big rainstorm, big uh, big storm came in on Saturday night. It blew pretty good and dumped a lot of rain, kind of muddied up that south end. And um, the first place team that had been down further south and in some shallower water uh, started focusing on some deeper water in that 20 to 25 foot range, pulling the same same baits that he was pulling shallow. 
but uh, just kind of worked an area that was kind of up in front of the mud line of where that where that water had been coming in, and uh, they were able to get it done. Wow! So, and looking at a lot of the numbers after you released them when the tournament was finished, uh, were you surprised at the numbers? Were they a little lower than you thought they would have been? Been? You know, in the past, we've you know we've got so many good anglers on the water that we usually have somebody that finds some big fish, you know, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I did talk to a couple guys. Um, the guys that were pulling crankbaits, uh, they 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 found that pulling them at a faster speed uh, actually was triggering that bite a little bit better. Hmm. So people were catching plenty of fish. We it is a catch and release tournament. Uh, they actually uh, catch them, take a photo on a hog trough that we supply, and they get immediately released. So we had zero zero mortality in that in that derby. Um, but I did talk to some guys. You know, typically we'll pull crankbaits anywhere from like 1.8 miles to, let's say, as much as two and a half. Well, I was talking to guys that were pulling crankbaits at three to four miles an hour. Wow. And they were, some guys were pulling them super shallow. Some guys were pulling them deep. Uh, The guys that were pulling them fairly shallow, I talked to one team that lost a couple big fish, like 30 inch plus fish, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, at the boat or on the way in being reeled in. Um, So... Yeah, there, there seems like there's still a good, plentiful amount of big fish in there. Uh, they weren't concentrated into one area, and which we have seen in, in previous years. So it was cool. Uh, there was, uh, you know, quite a few guys that were, you know, pitching jigs and worms. There's other guys that were pitching uh, uh, jigging wraps. There was guys still trying to catch them on plastics. Uh, a lot of guys pulling worm harnesses and, and slow death hooks. So just about every presentation, in fact, uh, talked to one guy, uh, he's kind of out of that lander area, uh, him and his boy were fishing and they, they stopped to have lunch and they kind of stopped on top of a, a hump out there and his son, uh, threw a slip bobber out in 40 foot of water. And while he's eating a sandwich, all of a sudden his bobber goes down in 40 foot of water and they caught three of their keepers on slip bobbers in deep water. Um, eating lunch. Eating lunch. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that tells you, you know, instead of spending all this time fishing, maybe you got to take time to enjoy yeah, your lunch. That's and- <laughs> right. <laughs> we had talked um, that Boyson was a little bit different this year because of the the water levels right mm-hmm. it was really high and then it was at 100 percent. Right. do you think that's part of the reason the bite was a little different this year well the water dropped a little bit in the weeks you know leading up to the event but um they just had a lot of rain and a lot of you know a lot of wind mm-hmm. and so especially when you have a reservoir that's got um some shallow bays and stuff uh and then the south end of the lake is where the water comes in coming across that causeway and then there's you got Badwater Creek, Poison Creek, you got Five Mile Creek. Uh, I think there's a Muddy Creek. I mean, all those little tributaries are dumping mm-hmm. water in every time that there's a rainstorm, and it's just washing more mud and dirt into right. into that reservoir. So, um, I think the water clarity, water color, um, there there wasn't uh, this year. There doesn't seem to be as many weeds uh, in that reservoir. And weeds, um, we've always talked about just fish and structure, and those weeds are good structure. And where we did find weeds, there were a lot of dead weeds. Like there was last year's weeds that just, you know, were still in the water, but not really producing any new growth, and they're not uh, real conducive for a lot of the bug hatches. And so normally this time of year we get over there and there's a mayfly hatch or there's just whatever those flying beetles are and that kind of stuff. Um, We really didn't see any of the, the bugs. And to me, when the bug hatch is good, 
the fishing's good. Right. Um, and normally then that's when I can, you know, throw, run a slow death hook and a worm because it seems like that worm presentation is really good once there's a good bug bite. So guys were were doing it was crazy. There was the the forage that we saw. I mean, there was minnows everywhere. Guys would be running planer boards, and the minnows were jumping out in front of the planer boards. And just uh, I watched. Uh, all of a sudden, I was fishing along the shoreline, and all of a sudden, the whole like surface just explodes with minnows, probably like a ten foot wide radius. And all of a sudden, I see a trout come out of the water. Oh. So you got trout uh, just chasing those minnows, and uh, so that. Kind of neat, um, pretty small minnows. Uh, they were probably only like an inch, inch and a half long. But, uh, yeah, it was a great tournament. And, um, you know, every reservoir, you know, just fishes differently based on right. the conditions you're thrown at. So we've talked throughout the year. Walleye and the, the uh, Walleye Unlimited Club here in Casper has really made a push to help out Game and Fish with um, hatching some of the uh, the walleye. And I saw that they just released a whole bunch up in Keyhole to, you know, really add to the, the environment there. So I'm, I think things are really kind of looking in the right direction for that. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Game and Fish is still working on funding to actually build an actual facility out there at Spees um, to uh, do some warm water, uh, you know, production out mm-hmm. there. And so... Uh, you know, ultimately, the Game of Fish is really concerned about, you know, the AIS, the Aquatic Invasive Species. Uh, we don't want, you know, those zebra mussels or quagga mussels or anything else uh, coming into the state. And any time that we transport, you know, trout from North Dakota or walleyes from like North or South Dakota, uh, which we generally trade trout eggs for, um, you know, anytime we're bringing that water in and, and especially when we're dealing with, you know, smaller fish where they have to be sorted and identified, uh, there's always that chance and that risk. So uh, being able to uh, support their efforts with um, some warm water hatchery stuff is awesome. And, I, you know, the Walleye Club, that's that's really why, why we were involved. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you and I went out and we toured it and, and got to see it in action. And it's awesome to, to see that, you know, that can be done right here and, you know, really – uh, plenish the reservoirs that we have in the state with with walleye. Yeah, and, and using the resources that they already have out there at Spee's Fish Hatchery. You know, they they were telling us that you know the water coming out of the ground that they're that they're coming out of their wells um, is the right temperature really to 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 help with the incubation or whatever the the, the growth of these fish. And whatever other waters they need, if they need warmer water, they can use a byproduct of what they're using for the, the fish runs and that kind of stuff. So it's a great program. I mean, I think Game of Fish is on the right track. And I really hope that they um, get the funding that they need to kind of move forward with that project. And the Walleye Club will certainly you know, continue to be involved, you know, through our fundraising efforts to help supply uh, larva tanks and you know, whatever else Game of Fish needs for that program. Which any uh, kind of fishing expo or anything, you guys are always involved there too, giving kids fishing poles. So really contributing to the future of fishing in Wyoming. Yeah, you know, it's 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 just, uh, you know, one way that we can help, right? I mean, like when we do the, the Yesness Ponds or we do the little pond over and right or uh, we got a school that has a program that they're trying to take kids out. Uh, we almost always um, have fishing poles available to help with those programs, and uh, we again we do that through our through our fundraising efforts with like the um, uh, the walleye banquet that we do, uh, and mm-hmm. that's usually like in March. Uh, so with, without without the support of the community, I mean we wouldn't be able to 
do projects like that. This year, we also bought 200 life jackets for the um, the life jacket loaner program, and so um, and, you know it's it's good to be involved with a club uh, that actually raises money. It's all volunteer based, and 100% of the money stays in Wyoming. It's a it's a great deal, and you know it just shows how walleye fishing is really becoming you know a premier fishing uh, category in, in in Wyoming, and it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, and I've had the opportunity to fish all over the the country, you know, and some big bodies of water, some smaller bodies of the water, and you know, it's great to be able to go to Canada for the experience of maybe going to an outpost or you know just seeing some different species, smallmouth bass or big lakers or maybe you know big pike, but uh, pound for pound, you know, our game of fish um, has done a great job with um, keeping our fisheries, our catch rates, and um, our pretty uh, liberal limits really um to keep these fisheries uh, in good shape so it's top notch here in in wyoming whether it's hunting fishing and getting outdoors so we're take lo- advantage of we're it. loving every day of every it. day of it <laughs> wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors with drew kirby if you have a question want to make a comment or have an idea for a show topic message us on the my country mobile app wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors